Welcome to Take a Bump Podcast. The Take a Bump Podcast. For everybody watching, you can interpret that however you want. <laughs> Anything PG. <laughs> That's all we think of. But my name's Alex. Um, I'll be your host. And I am Tyler. I will be your co-host. And of course, we also have Ed, but... Of course, nobody shows up. <laughs> no, it's working right now, but uh, here in spirit, for sure. For sure. He wanted to be here so bad. But basically what this podcast is all about is just three goofballs talking about random stuff, mm-hmm. um, bringing some relevant topic, news. Yep, yep. And anything that's interesting and relevant. Kind of touching base on what's going on in the world, right? Keeping your finger on the beat. Type of thing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we would usually talk about anyways. I mean, it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Other than all the degeneracy. (laughs) A little bit of it. (laughs) So, awesome. Perfect. I'm excited. Yeah. But before we get get into all that, like, how was your day today? Oh, honestly, it was good. It was good. I can't even lie. Today is a Friday, so, I mean, in... The world of entertainment Fridays are either balls to the wall mm-hmm. or you could hear a pin drop. It is one or the other. It is kind of black and white. So today, kind of one of those pin drop days, but uh, it's good. It's was, it was slower, taking it easy today, so not that crazy. So oh, yeah. I'm happy for it. We had a crazy week, so it's kind of good to decompress on a Friday. Okay. The moment you walked in, I was, Wow. <laughs> I thought we were here for a podcast. You came in for a Well, we're whole... here for a podcast, and I don't know the town. You know how my Fridays go. Was, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, all right. You're I mean, ready. You know You're all ready. too well. You're ready for whatever happens tonight. <laughs> you got to stay ready. That's the thing. You got to stay dressed for the occasion. Okay. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Mm-hmm. And, I li- and, I, and I usually mm-hmm. stay by that. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, how was your day? Mine was okay. I uh, had to look fresh for this podcast. Oh, yeah. But uh, that's pretty much it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But first of all, did you hear about Odie? Odie. I heard a little bit, but I'm not too familiar on the subject. I think the phone name is Odysseus? Odysseum? Odysseum? Kevin, what is, what is it? Odysseus mission? I think it's like Odysseus, something like that. Odysseus? Odysseus. Or Odysseus or Odysseus? Odysseus? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Odysseus? <laughs> is, what's the spelling on that? Odyssey, but with like an E-U instead of the Y. E-U instead of the Y? I have to see, I'd have to see the word. It's easy to just call it Odie. Odie, Odie okay. right? Yeah. So, Odie, does this have to do with the moon? It does have okay. to do with the moon, yes. So, I did hear a little bit about it, but um, run me up to speed. Basically, this happened yesterday, I believe, okay. um, around like 6 p.m., um, it's an un- unmanned uh, spacecraft mm-hmm. that landed on the moon, mm-hmm. and it's the first with a, not just NASA. It's an actual commercial, a private company that landed it. Right. Um, I think it's called Intuitive. Intuitive. So this was a commercial flight, unmanned. Unmanned. To, yes. It's so basically a trial to the moon. Yeah. Basically. Okay, so let me pull out some more details just to. Sure. It's a pretty big thing, so we don't want to mess it up, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so basically at 6.23 p.m. Eastern Time, mm-hmm. um, this mission marked the first successful commercial lunar landing and U.S. landing since 
So they made it. 1972. So they made it. They made it. Okay, good. So, so they actually went and landed on the moon, the whole thing. Now, do you know if it was a commercial spaceship? Or was it just like some sort of a pod or something like that? Or Because the reason why I asked that question, so you have Amazon's company. Uh, it's Blue something. Is it Blue? Blue Chew. No. no. <laughs> blue. blue something, something with Blue in it. Uh-huh. But basically it's Amazon's version of a commercial flight right. to space. Right, right. And also you have Virgin Galactic, which is another one. All these private companies mm-hmm. who are gearing towards commercial space travel. I mean, it'll be a, a it'll be a thing coming pretty soon. I mean, I think that's the next thing. Right. So, I it is a, it is fairly frequent as far as larger private companies trying to, you know, get to that the next frontier as far as, you know, air travel and, you know, space travel now. But um, I think that's know. the goal. That's why they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Of course, internationally, like let's say China They've mm-hmm. been trying to get to the moon already. I think they have like uh, rovers there already. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then um, everybody's trying to get into the moon. Of course, like you said, this is gonna be the next big thing. Of uh, course, commercial travel yeah. space will be the next big thing. I mean, we've made it to the moon. Right, that's, right. That's the thing. I mean, of course, you know, you have Elon, so you got Mars coming around the pike. Mm-hmm. But um, which is also very, that's you know, the craziest thing to think about is you know, well, you have type one, type two, type three civilizations, you know, you get into all that type of stuff. Now, multi-planetary type of civilizations is where we're going next. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think that's the next move is to, you know, start establishing some sort of, you know, roots or however you want to call it in another planet. I mean, you know, we've only got this one for so long. I know. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think so... This company, so, so commercial space travel, for sure. For sure, for sure, will be coming a thing, I mean, I think it's pretty soon. You know, within the next 10 to 15 years, yeah. I think that'll be something that's pretty normal as far as, you know, the upper echelon of society. Because tickets aren't going to be cheap. And right. if, if I'm wrong, I, I could be wrong about this, but I believe it was 250 grand per ticket on Jeff... Uh, Jeff Bezos's trip to to the space. To space. I mean, they didn't even go to. I mean, they went up and they went up to space. They didn't land anywhere, obviously. Yeah. But they went up to space, and I believe that was the per ticket cost. But um, I think so. So Odie, basically, they this is just an experimental type of thing. Why was it such big news? Do you know why? So they're trying to pave the way, right? Mm-hmm. They saying they're saying that if this was. Um, at the time, if this was a success, mm-hmm. 2026, they want to send manned mission to the moon. Right. And, of course, the, the point, like you said, is so that we can explore the moon more, make it more, uh, get more used to, like, going out space uh-huh. and travel further. Yeah. I hope so. I want to. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, let's see. So, so basically, Odie's. The, what, they're, what they were the first to do is so they want to bring a commercial flight to the moon. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is, basically? You're talk, so they're talking about basically bringing people to the moon instead of just out in space. Because people out in space, I mean, they think, I, for the most part, I think a couple companies have done it. Yeah. But, um, you know, just kind of one-offs and stuff like that, just trying to see how things go. Um, so I guess that's the thing, huh? I mean, I could be wrong about it, but... Uh, that's pretty much it. Cool. That's pretty much I it. I think that's very, very cool. I mean, I... Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope that I hope that it happens. I definitely want to go. <laughs> yeah, they better. Yeah, I can't imagine being on the moon. 
No, I can't imagine that. It's got, I mean, and it's, it's pretty scary, dude. It's pretty, it's like, you know, I have a thing about flying. I'm not that bad, uh-huh. but I don't know, going to space, it's a tough one. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's, that's pretty nuts. That's pretty nuts. And to think about how far the actual space program has come since the 19, late 1960s. I think it was You know, when 70, Apollo came 72. around. Yeah. Apollo 3. Yeah, Apollo. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when JFK was the guy who did that. Yeah. Basically, you know, it's, it's pretty wild to see how far we've come. But, uh, yeah. And, I mean, to be honest with you, another, th- it's, another crazy thing to think about is that this, so space travel has become more of a thing without some type of war going on. Mm-hmm. Because some people know, some people don't know. The reason why we even went to the moon was because we were in the Cold War. Right. We were in a space war. You know? uh-huh. It's between us and the Russians going to space and who can get there first. You know, that's what drives a lot of the stuff that happens in the United States. So having, in, and in other countries, not just the U.S., but a lot of things that happen in the world. Yeah. It's almost a competition, you know, drives everything that goes forward. But um, I think it's cool that these private companies are getting into it without any, you know, just doing it to do it and just to progress humanity forward. I think that's really cool. Let me ask you, if you had a choice between skydiving mm-hmm. or going to the, walking on the moon, which one are you more afraid I of? I walk to the moon. More afraid of? I'm more afraid of skydiving. Skydiving? I am. Because uh, so, so it's, of it's, the, it's gravity. It, <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm afraid of skydiving because, I mean, and who knows, maybe I'll do it one day. But I'm afraid of skydiving because the only thing that's holding me from death is a piece of cloth mm. and some string. Even though it's safe, you know, it's, it's scary to me. You know, it's, it's, and, and, you know it's, and, it, and people love doing it. I've just never been in the, I've never, I've never been in the mindset of being like such a, I don't want to say risk taker, uh-huh. but such a, like a daredevil almost, you know, if, if I can stay on the ground, I'll stay on the ground. Uh-huh. I, I, I like that. I like, I like to keep the, the, the risk factor minimal, but um, yeah, I would probably go to the moon and it may seem, obviously may seem backwards, right? It's more of a a crazier thing to go to the moon, but I think there's a higher level of technology that goes into it and a lot of money behind it. So there's, I mean, that factor is a little comforting, okay. but, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I wouldn't, I guess I would go to the moon. What I'm afraid of is like, since there's no gravity on the moon, if I jumped a little too hard, mm-hmm. I start flying so away. Float off. I'm floating. Like, I think silence, we can save that into the silence, silence of all blackness pitch of black. Yeah. yeah. The worst part would be like, if I went the other way, right. I just see the earth, Become a little dot. <laughs> well, the other reason I would go is because I think it's a better story. Okay, it's a better story. Yeah. I like to, I like I like that. I think it's a better. It's a better. You know, hey, I went to the moon the other day. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, that's a good icebreaker for me. <laughs> you know, but uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's what I would do. That's, awesome. That's good though. Yeah. Yeah. But um, a lot's been going on lately. You got that. You have the. Uh, the, what I was going to talk to you about was what is your perspective, and this may be out of left field, but with this whole space travel and futuristic type of things, what's your perspective on AI? AI, okay. Mm-hmm. 
I love AI, honestly. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's helped me with a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, how many times do you use chat GPT during work? <laughs> all the time. It works. It, it all works. the time. <laughs> I, I don't tell anybody else, but. <laughs> nope, it makes me look smarter, but. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that yeah, one. Yeah, I wrote all of that. No, no, no. <laughs> I did that report. <laughs> no, but it's actually pretty amazing mm -hmm. because with also with all the different um, AIs coming out, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, of course, chat GPT. The pioneer, right. and then Google with its Gemini, Microsoft with uh, Copilot, also um, Perplexity, mm -hmm. uh, which is it's another one. But I think Jeff Bezos and a lot of other um, uh, investors yeah. invested in it. Mm -hmm. So they're all basically. I think what it is is like um, some of them are have different models, different. Uh, like uh, language or learning models, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it like uh, unique and different. Right, I think it's a, I think it's something that was coming. Yeah. Right, AI, I mean, that's the next thing, you know, is the, the further we get into technology and everything, I think that AI will definitely become more integrated with regular life. Right. You know, and it's, and it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a seen at eye robot. But with all the, that's, that's literally, sometimes what I think of when I think about AI is a scene like that where soon enough you're going to have, you know, robots and things doing things that are, that normally humans would do. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think we would necessarily let them do everything. You know, you want to keep that in check. That gets really scary really quick. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I think AI... I don't know. The other thing is, what, 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 what makes me excited about AI is the benefits that come from it as far as coming and finding cures for diseases and what basically having, you know, I mean, because I don't know what the interface is in an AI, in an AI or, or in something like that. Is it something that's comparable to a supercomputer? Is it something that's, I don't know what, what, what uh, you know, not necessarily, you know, what goes into that, I guess. But, uh, you know, see, I don't know. how do you compute how smart they are? How do they figure things out? Is it just a culmination of information that people put in? You know, it's interesting. Interesting to think about, but um, definitely a fun, fun and scary. Definitely, yeah. But definitely useful as of now. Yeah. Honestly, I tell, my, the other day my mom was asking me, hey, like she, she's, she's kind of fat, not gonna lie. What the fuck? <laughs> Stop the madness, She bro. told me herself. I had to register what the hell you just said. Go on. Go on. She told me herself. Yeah, okay. So, okay. so I told her, hey, mom, don't worry. We'll figure this out for you. I, I'm so ready to hear how this turns into, ties into AI. So, <laughs> no, she was just asking me, okay, so right? like, what should she do? What are the things she can do to help her, like, lose weight and everything? Uh-huh. I was like, and... She asked me, she said, oh, should I, because we have a little gym set at home. Mm -hmm. I got it during COVID. So she's like, oh, should I do these back workouts? It's like, mom, you, you're trying to lose weight, not get swole. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I, I've never thought of that. About asking AI what to do to lose weight. I mean, that's, I mean, it, it's a good idea. I told her exactly. Like, mom, check with ChatGPT. You're paying $20 a month mm -hmm. for the subscription. Right. Go see what's up, right? Right, right. And then it gave her a hope. So she basically told ChatGPT everything. Her age, how much she weighs, 
her, what kind of like health problems she may have and concerns that she has. So it asked her these questions? She told ChatGPT everything and then asked ChatGPT, hey, give me a plan, a diet and workout plan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and then it gave her, it's complete. Like she asked for Monday to Friday because on the weekends, I guess she wants to have, mm -hmm. she likes to cheat on the, cheat yeah. days on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, so then. <laughs> Yes, I, gave, I. I gave her everything, uh -huh. and it was pretty crazy. And then she said, like, yeah, she has, like, bad knees. Uh -huh. So ChatGPT said, hey, don't run too much. Just walk. And now she's walking on the treadmill. Did it give her a diet plan? Yeah, I told her, like, what she should eat. Um, gave wow. her kind of, like, the food. And then if she wanted to, she could go in more detail, like, give me the recipes of these food as well. And then so it's pulling out all this information. But what's pretty crazy is that, like, um, they remember things too. So right. in that conversation, it remembers what you're talking about. And if you come back to the same conversation, um, it'll be based off of what you asked before. Really? So it, it retains all that information. See, AI and ChatGPT, I do use it for work, but it's a relatively, I'm relatively, you know, I'm pretty novice at it. I'm uh -huh. not that well versed in it. So it's interesting to me learning about that stuff. I know that so AI, and I know that it is starting to scare a few people. We just went through a, so I, I work in entertainment, right. as you know, and we just went through almost, I mean, it was six months of a strike Yeah. with the Writers Guild and the actors. Right. Um, basically, with AI being a huge portion mm -hmm. of what those negotiations were and how jobs were going to be protected uh-huh you know that's a real thing it is a real scare for some people and you know i mean i gotta say i was for for a, a, one of the companies that we have i was doing kind of a commercial script um that we were having you know just written you know and i typed into chat gpt write me a script for this this and that okay, okay? give it a little bit of a description and it did and it was a good script. It was good. And I think that's where a lot of people get, especially writers yeah. in this industry, get really nervous. Uh -huh. Because, I mean, that's, that's the whole that's thing. The, yeah, that's the, whole job. the other thing is, too, is with the actors, what may, people, many people may not know this, there is a gentleman, I believe he's based out of China, that actually has an AI actress that he made. And she's on, she's in movies. What? Yes, she's in movies, completely fake. Uh-huh. And he gets all the, um, I mean, everything from it, all the, uh, you know, all the, all the money, all the income, it goes right to him. What? Mm -hmm, the residuals, everything. Goes right to him, and now you have people, you know, like, what the hell? You know, what am I going to do? You know, you can't remove all the human interface. Yeah. The other thing that is also happening is a lot of these is, is, is and I, I heard this, this may not be true. I don't want to, please don't quote me on this, but what I did hear was some A-lister actors actually were working AI into their contract. So basically, instead of, let's say, you know, you got Leonardo DiCaprio, mm -hmm. instead of him actually showing up for the movie. It's AI. It's AI. No. But it's his name and likeness. You can't even tell them. Mm -hmm. And he gets, you know, he doesn't have to be there. He gets paid for his name and likeness, and there you go. Oh, that's crazy. So it becomes an entirely different animal.
yeah. when you look at it in certain ways. So I think that on the subject of AI, it could go either way. I think AI is something better used in things that humans aren't, you don't need the human aspect mm -hmm. into it. I think that they should be used for medical and, you know, you know, hey, you know, clean the house or some shit like that. I don't know. Things that don't require that human touch. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, when you have writers and stuff like that, you know, this is where I was a huge proponent of what they were saying was you can't replace the human aspect to it. Mm -hmm. You can't. You could try. You can get real close. Yeah. But I don't think you could actually replace that. And I think that's where... Uh, you know, I mean, good thing is, is that everything got settled and I think they're happy with their, their contracts. So what is it like? Yeah. What did, what happened? What happened? Like what's going on now? Well, what they I, I think that it was more of a security factor. Okay. Of basically saying, Hey, you know, we're not going to be worked completely out of the equation. Yeah. You know, I don't know the net, the, the full details of the contract, but I think that's more or less, you know, other than them wanting money and, and, and raises and stuff like that, which is all a completely normal thing in union negotiations, um, I think that was a main uh, hiccup and speed bump okay. with a lot of uh, writers and actors, especially fighting with the, the studio execs on that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's quite an interesting thing yeah, to, to, to think about. I think it's interesting because um, the first thing that I thought of when uh, ChatGPT came out, mm -hmm. it's like, damn, I wish I had this when I was in school. Oh God. If <laughs> That's I was all in I could think See, of. the thing is, and, and a little known, I mean, people know this about me who know me, I'm not a school guy. Uh -huh. I don't like school, I can't, I have severe ADHD, uh -huh. okay? And I can't sit in one spot and just zone in on something. I can't do it. Yeah. And it's like, it has to be interesting to me. I'm not, I can't sit through a math class. Uh -huh. You know, I can't sit through, you know, I can sit through a history class, I can sit through a science class. But, you know, I just, schooling for me was just never it as far as making it or, or doing something successful. It was never the, the thing for me. But if I had chat GPT in school, oh, that would have changed the game. Yeah. I would have been an A-plus student. Good thing you're so, such good looking. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's, it's, that's, it's actually crazy to think about if you had chat GPT in school. Because you think about all the, the shit that people used to do with the plagiarism and, and all that stuff. I mean, shit. Yeah. You can just type it in chat GPT. Exactly. You know? I'd be, I'd be thrilled to go to school, you know? But then you would have a bunch of dumb motherfuckers in the, you know, Ivy League school, and then he'd really be in trouble. So I guess it's a good thing that it didn't happen. But, um, you know, yeah, it's definitely, it's crazy. I don't know. I can't wrap my head around what goes into AI and, and, and that stuff. But... But one of the big, I feel one of the biggest winners of uh, AI mm -hmm. is actually NVIDIA. Because um, Nvi NVIDIA, they make a lot of chips, right? They're the, the they chip just makers. came out with a, I, I think I saw a commercial. Oh, was it a commercial? Or maybe it was a video on YouTube of the, this big ass chip that, that I believe the CEO took out. Is that what, so I understand that a couple of days ago, NVIDIA was, basically the jewel of the stock market and was carrying the whole stock market. Right. Um, is that the reason why they went up? I'm not too so, familiar. So AI is one of the biggest reasons why their, um, uh, yeah, their, their quarterly report came back, mm -hmm. came out, and they did really good. I think they made, like, I think it was like $22 billion. 
Um, and I think it was like, tw don't quote me on this, but I remember like 12 billion net income on uh, just for revenue from this quarter, this, this past quarter. Yeah. Got it. And for them, it's because of their, um, their chips, right? Everything we do require chips now. The semiconductors, everything, right? Right. So they, I mean, they started off, uh, well, actually, no, they started off just making GPUs uh, for, and then mainly if you were like into gaming, you had your own like computer built. Mm -hmm. Your own little PC build, you would know NVIDIA because you always see their um, GPUs at the time. Right. But uh, that's how I knew about them. Right. And then, of course, they got into the uh, chip making mm -hmm. and then as well as uh, AI. I think they were into AI. All right. You get it? You drive a charger. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no offense. They were making, <laughs> yeah. They were making, they were like into AI before AI was cool. So mm -hmm. this was like a way back, right? So mm -hmm. they already had a good spot in into this field in this mm -hmm. industry, but a lot of like the processing power that we need require these chips that they mm -hmm. make. So OpenAI's ChatGPT, Dolly, and then OpenAI they even have um, they're coming out with a text to image model. So now that you could, or not not text to image, text to, to image. video. So they actually had a demo a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. and it looked really good. Is that the thing where you type it into ChatGPT, like, make me a picture of... That's Dolly. That's the okay. text-to-image mm -hmm. function, but they're working on making videos. Right. Because right now, I don't, like, a year ago, there was a video of, uh, like, Will Smith. But, I did see this but on it was Instagram. All, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So that one was really bad. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> now they have this new model, and I don't know too much about it. I just saw a few clips, but if you don't really look into it, it's insanely good wow that's see it's it's nuts this ties back into how scary this whole thing is because you ever heard of like deep fakes and stuff like that yeah it's crazy that's actually big i remember a couple months ago there was like a i don't remember which day it was but it was out of school basically these kids at a high school were doing like a fake news of like the like classmates uh-huh and it's so surreal. Mm. I don't okay. want my so news out there. You doing? know what I'm saying? What were they doing? They were, they were doing. I don't, I, I don't want to get too into it. I don't want to get too much into it. Defense it was under plan? 18, so I was like, okay, oh you know, my god, I don't so want to. I don't want to too much about this. Ay, yeah, yeah, jail, jail. <laughs> don't cancel <laughs> me yet, dude. That's uh, that's insane. So, and then back to Nvidia. Nvidia. Is a so they're a GPU company. That's what they do. They've been around for a while, right? And chips. Um, so they start with hardware, but okay. they're also like in, get into it, like software as well. Nice, and that's. I mean, that's insane. That is insane. And what? So they're primary. So they do chips for all types of. So everything, right? Yeah. Not just gaming, or, or do they do gaming? They do gaming. They do cool. everything. And right now. I mean everything, right? These cameras, there's chips in. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, they have. Yeah, so they're, of course. They're, so they're, they, so they're they all, chip they all manufacture have, basically for anything. Yeah, cool. and especially since the U.S. is trying to get uh, more chip making in the states. Right. Yeah, they don't want to take. They don't want to. Do you know where Nvidia is based? Um, are they based here? Or are they based over? Oh, here, they're based here. here. Oh yeah. shit. So that's American why they're getting uh, a lot of help from uh, government as well. Wow. Yeah. It's a pretty nice. crazy story, actually, with the company, the CEO, because he had an interview one time, and they asked, because I'm sure he's been through a lot of shit, because mm -hmm. um, they interviewed him, asked him, like, if he, if he were to start all over, all over, what would he do, right? 
he said he probably wouldn't have started in his company. Really? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's been pretty rough, but... Did he have, like, a reasoning behind it in the interview, or do you know? Uh, from what he was saying, like, one is, like, you're only crazy enough to think that you can start a company and make it. Right. And once you start, just, just every um, success will come with a n- new problem. Of course. Yeah. yeah and I definitely agree I, with that. It's going to get bigger and bigger. Sometimes- and, and, you know, all, all it is is really problem solving at that point. Your job as a, is somebody who's running a company is usually putting out fires. But it's lonely because in the beginning, it's common issues. When you get to a certain point, nobody else is facing the same, these kind of issues. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. And, I mean, if that was his reasoning, I mean, I get it. I, in my line of work, hold the position of handling all of the operations for, for my companies. Right. So I definitely get the stress factor nowhere near the size in the video, obviously. But, and, of course, the size of the company dictates usually how big those problems are. You know, but um, it's definitely, I mean, at least from my experience, extremely stressful. Yeah. You know, doing this. And, and of course, you know, during the, during the path and during, you know, going through all that, you'll have people who you, you know, kind of put things off to, who, people who help you. And I mean, I guess the most important thing is when you talk about a company like that is your team. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. the most important thing. And in, in, a, in a successful company, and I mean, I'm sure that the gentleman, the CEO of NVIDIA, has an amazing team behind him. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, that's, but I, I get where he's coming from, you know, but again, it's what you sign up for when you, when you, when you start a company, it is what you sign up for. Yep. Kind in, in a way. Yeah. In a way, you know, most people think about starting a company in a very like, Hey, you know, very, everybody's very gung ho about it. And, you know, the success rates are very, um, you know, they're very, they're far and few between. Mm-hmm. But um, when you actually do it, it's, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think it's worth it because it becomes your baby. It becomes, does. It's something that you started, you groomed, you molded, you did all that. So I wouldn't necessarily agree with the fact that he shouldn't have started it, but I get what he's saying. You quit your nine to five to work 24 seven. That's exactly what you yeah. do. You're on call all day long. Exactly. But again, that's why you talk about successful people and stuff like that. There's a reason why most aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a matter of how much work you put into it and how determined you really are. Yeah. To give up everything, and 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 put your attention towards that. Yeah, Dude, having a good team definitely is really crucial. Oh yeah. Which, unlike Boeing, they've 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 had a lot of. Recently. Boeing has been in the shitter yeah. for, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with Boeing. It was, they had a recent thing with the 737. Is that what exactly, it was? Exactly. The okay. 737 Max. They pretty much the management, they um, booted everybody out mm. with uh, coming in with the new. Because, right. well, previously they had the, the door just fell off. Was it the Oregon this flight? Was, uh, that was the Alaska flight, right? That was Alaska flight. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, the Alaska yeah. flight where it flew off mid-flight. Yeah. yeah. And then they've just been... Because I, I, every morning I'm listening to the news. Every week I just feel like there's been like something bad with Boeing. Something yeah, I, fell I off. Something I don't know what's going on with Boeing right now. And it seems like they are the, the favorite child of the news. 
right now, so that's not necessarily a good thing for them. No. But um, I'm sure Airbus is very happy. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of changes to it. Uh, I think mainly they want to work on production, the production line, the mm-hmm. uh, making sure everything's in, like just more strict, I guess. Mm. You know, I. It's interesting because it's like I mean, you you look at every, most everything is Boeing. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that, you got to consider, you know. How often are these things happening on scale? Yeah. Right? You know, I don't think Boeing is a shitty company in any way. Right. You know, they're an amazing company. But um, it, you, you got to look at that, too. Is there, you know, are they coming out of a specific area? Mm-hmm. Are all the 737s, are the 737 Maxes manufactured in the same area? Because you can narrow down that problem pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, when it comes to at least, you know, production like that. Um you know, and I mean, I'd be interested to know. I'd be interested to know where they're all manufactured, if there's a problem with just that. Because I mean, and this isn't Boeing's first rodeo mm-hmm. with a airplane that, or at least an entire airplane line, yeah, that has been discontinued. I don't know at least how far back it was. There was a airplane. It it was. Um, forgot the name of this airplane but it had three engines one on the top and then two on the sides towards the back and it was it was a larger it was a larger airliner um that they had you said there's there's an engine on the top yeah an engine so it was a three it had three engines too okay so one on the top i I don't know if we can even look that up kevin can you see if you can it's not the x-wing no 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 no, no. the max eight or huh talking about the max eight i think you might be right on that Max yeah. 8? Max 8, right? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? I think it might be that. It's t- let me see. Can you type in Max 8 on there and see if you can find if see if it has a triple yeah, yeah, yeah. engine to it. Okay. Oh, it's in the, <laughs> the back. Yeah. Okay, for some reason when you said it, I thought like the engines was in the front at, mm-hmm. on the head. I get it. You don't go to airports a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> no, no, I'm just okay. kidding. No. Still, no. <laughs> no, no. They still have some private planes like that. You have the Falcon. They have all okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah. That, that, that makes more. No, my, I don't know why. In my house, thinking like, how are you flying? You you'd be digging into the ground. I don't know. It's been a long week. No, it's okay. I get it. It's all right. <laughs> well, we need a shot. I mean, we need a. Let's not get into that because <laughs> if I get started with alcohol, for anybody who knows me, it ends horrifically. I mean, in the best way possible, though. I like it. I mean, yeah, you let me know. I mean, we'll, we'll take a shot. We can take a shot after this or not. It's no problem. Sounds like an alcoholic. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I think alcohol's fun. Uh-huh. Do I need it on Fridays and Saturdays? Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe I'm an alcoholic. No, no, no. Uh-huh. I, I, I drink irresponsibly, but responsibly. I have rules. I have rules. I don't drink during the week. I don't drink at all during the week unless weekend, it's a Thursday. Weekend Tyler, weekday Tyler, completely different. Days. Oh God! Oh please! It's a comp- I'm completely different, and that's why. I mean, that is part of the reason why I go so hard on the weekends is because just just like what uh, Kobe said to Kanye, huh. are you a different beast but the same <laughs> animal? What the fuck did you say? <laughs> that was amazing. I do remember that. But yeah, I do. That's that's. I think that's the biggest thing as far as if you're gonna drink and you're gonna party. You've got to have boundaries. Yeah. You've got to have boundaries. People who don't have no boundaries, hey, man, you know, it gets, it can start uh, getting real dark real mm-hmm. quick. But, um, I mean, i got to say it's fun for me. I love it. I love the nightlife. I love seeing people, talking to people, 
you know, and making memories with people, you know, whatever they may, making, making drunk, I don't know, <laughs> whatever I can remember, you know, <laughs> is usually the, the best times. And honestly, I got to say, I have made so many lifelong friends through those experiences. And I mean, it's a, it's a good time for me. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we all know you go out, you know, you're, you're, you're quiet. That's the thing. You're quiet, but anybody who knows you knows that you're the guy who takes off his shirt on the table. You know. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Me? <laughs> no. But you, you, you get down pretty good. You're very composed. I like uh -huh. that. You're very composed when you drink. Me, you know. You know exactly when that moment of he's good and then holy shit, like, it's over. You know. And I'm okay with that. Because that's, I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, it's like, I'm not here to hide anything. We're at the club. That's We're what, going out. That's what Ed was telling me last time. He's like, Tyler was trying to convince me to come out, but he was just talking a lot of gibberish. I don't know what he was saying. <laughs> First of all, Ed has no room to talk. He's the worst. He likes to play it off like he's innocent. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Ed. He likes to play it innocent. Ed likes to party just as much. It's the, it is the, it is the, it is the, one of the best parts about my night is getting people to come out. Yeah. Is that push and pull. <laughs> if you come out and you just say, hey, let's go out. I mean, you're like, cool. I mean, great. Yeah, that's fun. But if you got to make me work for it, I'm going to oh. fucking get you drunk, bro. Uh-huh. Because I'm going to make you, then I'm going to make you feel You like the game. You like the chase. I like the chase. I like the chase. Yeah, I'm a fucking bad influence. I know that. <laughs> but, you know, you know there, it's, it's, it's so funny because in the hours between four, or let me, let me start earlier. So in the hours between 12 and four, everybody answers the phone. They answer my phone call. PM. PM? Okay. Yeah, I know. We had to make that distinction. Uh, okay. No, but... In those hours, people answer the phone, and they'll answer my phone call, no problem. Between the hours of four and six, that number gets cut in half. Okay. After six, man, if you answer the phone after 6 p.m., you know what's up. Oh. You know what's up. And many people have told me that. Is I call during certain times for certain reasons. If I call you between 12 and four, most of the time, I just got a question to ask you. just want to talk to you. Uh-huh. Four and six, eh, maybe we go to dinner. Uh-huh. You know, then that could fit into the earlier category too. If it's after six, bro, you better believe that you know what you're in for. And the people that answer the phone after that hour, I already know what the answer is. Yeah. You already know what you're getting into. Hey, hey what's WYD. up? WYD. How you what doing? What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight, huh? Oh, uh, I don't know. All right, we're going to be here. Go there. All right, I'll see you there. <laughs> they say they don't know because they already knew oh, why you called. It's so fun. Every conversation. And you know what's funny is on my Fridays, and Saturdays, you know, on a good Friday, people start calling earlier in the day. That's how I know it's going to be a crazy Friday uh -huh. or a crazy Saturday. When you get that group chat. When you either get the group chat or you get a bunch, you get 50 random people who are like, hey, what's the move? What uh -huh. are we doing tonight? We're going to go here tonight. I'm like, it's going to be one of those nights. And I already know. I mean, my Fridays and Saturdays have become a very uh, predictable I would say, type of day. You know, I know what I'm going to fucking do. I'm going to go to dinner with somebody, you know, between the hours of 7.30 and 8. Mm -hmm, maybe, maybe we can push that last that till 9. Mm -hmm. 10, 10.30, we're stopping at the pre-spot. I'm either at Tobong or I'm at, you know, 
Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere pre-drinking. Okay. Pre-drinking. And then by the time around 11 o'clock hits, you better believe my ass is at that club. Okay? Get seated at the table. After the club's done at 2, go to the after party. And then go to the after after party. And maybe there's a third. I know how my nights go. Every time. And you know what the best part is? I always try to tell myself, hey, this is not going to happen tonight. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single We've time. We've heard that one. Every too, way too many time, times. It's the exact opposite. If I say... Oh, I'm down at the party a little bit. It's an okay night. It's yeah. chill. If I say I don't want to drink at all, that shit's off the fucking rails. That shit's just that's ho- it's just some other fucking animal. I'm in the fucking twilight zone. I'm in some random living room at 4:30 a.m. It's fucked. It's fucked. The conversations are insane, bro. The some of the conversations that happen at I always tell people this, okay? So when you go to after parties, anybody who's well versed in party life, okay? You got 11 to 2. Those uh-huh. are normal hours. Uh-huh. Normal people. Okay? You go from 2 to 4. You still got some of those normal people in there. But then the fucking DJs start coming out yeah. of the woodwork. Out of those normal people. And you know who they are. You know? Everybody in that DJ circle knows each other. Because we all know what time it is. As soon as it hits about 4.30, shit gets weird. Shit's like, these conversations go crazy. Just like... You know, just, I mean, shit, I, I don't even know. I don't even remember half this fucking conversation. Then you start to get into the 5.30 area. <laughs> uh-huh. 5.30 a.m., bro, shit gets nuts, bro. Just shit's a blur. There's zombies and shit. People are just, like, functioning, just, like, just fucking just tore up, bro. And, I mean, there's a phase after that, but I don't make it to that phase. Those guys are on a whole nother level. I know some friends that party until 2 p.m. the next day, you know. But, I mean, fortunately, I like to sleep. Yeah. You know, so about 6.30 is my cutoff. But uh, sometimes, you know, push it to 7. But, you know, usually that's my cutoff. You're usually pretty good. You're usually really good about going home. Sometimes, actually. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, the other well, times well, you're worse than What me. it is is, like, actually, in my inner me is like, oh, yeah, let's, let's keep it going. But my body's saying, nah, dude. Is it a bad thing that I don't get hungover anymore? That's what I was going to say. It's, <laughs> it's wild that you don't get hangovers. I mean, I do, don't get me wrong. I, I definitely take, you know, some of those um, after-drink pills and, you know, you know, after those hangover pills and stuff like that. I mean, for the most part, they do, they do work. But, you know, honestly, on the days that I don't take them, I don't really get hungover anymore. I wake up. I mean, maybe it's because I sleep it off. Uh-huh. But I wake up, other than a, a slight... Maybe a little headache. I'm good. Does it matter what kind of alcohol? It does matter what type of alcohol. So I don't, so I'm a big tequila drinker. So I don't drink anything other than tequila. And I drink specific types of tequila. So, um, you know, depending on what you are as a tequila guy, I mean, obviously Casamigos is the most readily available tequila out there. It is not, in terms of actual tequila drinking, it is not the best tequila out there. I've heard, It yeah. isn't. It's got a lot of additives and, and stuff like that's flavoring and, and just why it tastes good. That's exactly why it tastes good. I'm pretty sure they put like vanilla and shit in there. But that's why, they, that's why it tastes good. My favorite tequila brand would be Fortaleza. So that's a amazing brand. You know, no, it's, it's, it, they, they are a true tequila brand. And if you actually drink real tequila like that, yeah. you don't get really hung over like that. It's because you get hung over from a lot of the other shit, the sugar and all the other stuff that goes into it and they put into it. My drink of choice is a tequila soda, uh-huh. right? I drink a reposado and soda. That's what I drink. And I mean, you know what I mean? It's either Casamigos or Don Julio. 
You know, it's one or the other. And I keep that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm drinking water with my tequila. I don't know what the, I don't know what's happening. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's just my body's gotten to the point where it's just like, I mean, I guess, dude. It's, an, it's Friday. Remember this one place that we went to? Yeah. They gave us tequila. It tastes which, like which... gasoline. We're not going to say Oh, where. my God. I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> I really will not name any names. But some of these clubs... I mean, I love comp bottles. Thank you to everybody who, you know, thank you to the clubs that do that because, hey, it, it, may, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. It absolutely makes a difference. And most of the time, I tell all of my club friends and a lot of friends that I have uh, work in the club scene, um, some of them being club owners also. Um, and comp bottles make a huge difference. Yeah. They, because 90% of the time, if you got a free bottle, people are going to buy another one. Mm-hmm. They're going to buy one. They're going to buy one or they're going to buy two instead of having them to, you know, and it depends. I mean, it's not like clubs should do it all the time. You know, they know how to work it. They know what to do. Mm-hmm. But some of these comp bottles, man, I, I know where the fuck you're getting them. You know, I know how much they are. Yeah. You know, clubs that give out, you know, Casadora is cool. No problem. It's not the best tequila, but it's not, it's not fucking hand sanitizer. Oh. You know, it's not that. You're, you're looking at what the difference is here. Yeah. You know, I know some clubs that give out Casamigos. Yeah. As a as a comp bottle. And damn, if you're doing that, you know, you know what the fuck you're doing. Right. You're doing your part. You know, I get it. Cause don't, no, don't, trust me, it's no big secret about how big, how much, and how much Casamigos is. It's fucking forty dollars. Yeah. You know, we know. It's like so, making that extra effort and giving those good bottles and doing that, I think, makes a huge difference in what happens next. You know, if you have clubs out here who are giving out $15 bottles of tequila, my dude, yeah. thank you, but I would rather go to the bar. Right. <laughs> I would rather go to the bar. I'm sorry. That's just, I mean, it's just, I get the, I get the, the, um, what you're trying to do and I get, you know, thank you for taking care of me, but my, man, just change it up a little bit. People are not, you know, the club. They don't just live at the club. People go to stores. People know yeah. what, the, what you know. People know, and I think, I think um, you know. I don't want to sound like a snob, but I mean, I just gotta say. But yeah, there was a club that we went to, and damn, that tequila. I could barely. I could barely. Damn. I, it was like, woof, woof. <laughs> it was. It was bad. Yeah. I was like, you could have lit a match, and everybody that motherfucker would have blown up. Exactly. You, or something. I mean, I whatever. Some, lit, lit a cigarette. I don't know what the fuck. That shit would have fucking lit immediately. So you don't want that. Don't. You definitely don't Spe- want especially that. Especially at our age. We want to take good care of our body. I mean, we don't already. So we want to do I know. the best I've we gotta can. I've got to say, what am I, 30 years old now? I've been partying almost 10 years now. That's so depressing. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> no. But, but um, yeah. I, I, and to this point, I mean, it does, it does make sense. Because there, that does make a difference. Yeah. It makes a difference. If you're going to pick your poison, you better pick the least. I, I mean, not the poisonous. I don't know. It's like you're putting, you're putting alcohol in your body. You're putting poison in your body. You're going to want the best. You're going to want the better kind. Yeah. And, I, and it's like, I've, it, it, you know, owning a club and doing that stuff. It's like everybody has the same tequila. Everybody has the same thing. It's either going to be Casamigos, Don Julio, Casadores, or fucking Clase Azul. Yep. You know? It's the same roster. Mm-hmm. I've yet to meet a club who has a different one. And I would love to, I, I mean, I don't know what that would do. I would love to see what that does specifically to that, I mean, to that club. Because, I mean, that's another thing, too, is having a, it's like, you know, coming from me, I don't own a club. 
you know, but do I frequent them enough? I mean, yeah. I mean, shit, I've been to clubs thousands of times over the years now. Cumulatively together, absolutely. Think about it every weekend, sometimes three days a week. You know, every single weekend. Maybe not thousands, in the hundreds. Now that I do the calculations in my head, maybe almost a thousand. But <laughs> no, but, but for sure. Have you had baijiu before? It's like, I think it's like Chinese. No. It's like a, it's really strong. What I'm, type of alcohol is it? I, I, don't, I don't even know. It's just baijiu. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, so the, the translation is white alcohol. White alcohol? Thanks. Bai is white Thanks. alcohol. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So white alcohol. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. just saying that because I'm white, aren't you? <laughs> No, I swear, I'm just kidding. Actually, yeah, you know, you know what? what? And you're Chinese, okay? I know you're Chinese, okay? You hear my feelings? No, I'm just kidding. Is it good? Is it, is it good? Um, I don't know too much about it. I'm scared of it. So you, you haven't tried it? I, I have before, okay. but it's strong as boom. Really? It's really bad. So as a Chinese person. Yeah. What, huh? there are you see something racist? I mean, you know, I'm just going right back at you. <laughs> no, no, um... There were, so I used to travel back and forth to China all the time. Okay. They have their specific alcohols. Yeah. Like, you know, was it, would it be rice wine? Would it be a certain type of, not necessarily, um, not, not, you know, like there's a, like a rice, there's a, there's a drink. It's like a, I don't know what it is. It's a wine that they have, but it was fucking strong. Uh-huh. And everything that they drank over there, it was insanely strong. The amount, that's what makes me not feel so bad. The amount of alcohol that is consumed daily, especially by, I mean, just, just looking at, in, in, the, in the Chinese culture. Yeah. Like, we were consuming cases of beer. No, it's crazy cases out there. Cases of beer, bro. And not just China. Asia, no, Asia I think, in, in, in general. general. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's like, that. all my friends, so a, a couple of my friends were going to do some traveling. And um, Vietnam, insane. Insane. The clubs in Asia are bonkers. Yeah. They make the clubs out here look, you know, it's just like, it's... It's nuts. It's nicer. And also, they... Over here, it's like only on the weekends. Mm-hmm. We really party on the weekends. Over there, it's every day. It's daily. It's a part of yeah, life, huh? It's every day. That's And insane. when you get off work, people go eat, drink at bars and everything together. Like, that's, that's like a common thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Over here, that means you're an alcoholic. <laughs> and it's crazy, the interpretation, because they smoke like chimneys. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it, and they smoke, they drink... They have pretty long life rates. It makes you think. It makes you think. No, and you know what's crazy? So I play basketball at this um, this one league, right? Um, it's every Saturday and Sunday. This uh-huh. is one team in particular. They're like um, old, like age Chinese people. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's like a whole team just made of them. And then they would be there every day, Saturday and Sunday. They play, mm-hmm. so there's like uh, five different divisions, right? Some of them play every division. And between the games, you catch them at the side, just smoking. Smoking a cig, two, come back in, boom, another 40 minutes, come back out. Those Chinese cigarettes, too, they ain't got no filters. Yeah. They were, I smoked over there, too. That shit is wild, dude. It's like, they're built differently. They're built Iron completely. for sure. It's like, it was nuts. I got to say, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but damn, bro, I was scared, bro. I was 22. Yeah. I was 22 when this was happening, and it's like nowadays I wouldn't be so scared. Yeah. Nowadays I'm I'm pretty pretty seasoned <laughs> with, with, with with drinking at least, uh-huh. you know. But I mean back then I was like, damn, I was like, hmm, what to do? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what do I do? <laughs> what do, I do with this? But yeah, man. I mean, I gotta say, 
party life and I and, and clubs is because I mean especially in Los Angeles, dude. Yeah, we're in LA. It's like it's a natural part of. I don't want to say it's a natural part of life, but it is. Kind of on Thursdays. Yeah. I mean Fridays, Saturdays. I mean I guess for certain people because. For sure that you, you know, there are, I have a lot of wholesome friends out there that yeah. just don't like the scene. They don't like to, you know, house parties are better for them. And I don't disagree with that. Right. I don't disagree with that because there are some days where I just don't want to go out to the club and see a million people and say hi to a million people. And it's always a, it's a blur. Mm-hmm. Sometimes house parties are, are better, more intimate, yeah. fun, stuff like that. So I think I am kind of changing gears towards that because now that I think of it, I mean, we were at a house party last week. Oh, yeah, we were. Mm-hmm. We were at a house party last week. Um, shout out to the homie Peter. Thank you. Hell yeah, Peter. <laughs> um, at a house party last week, and it was fun. I had a good time. We, we pre-gamed there, went to the club, and post-gamed. Yeah. You know, it was fun. Played, what's the damn game? What's that Lunar New Year game? Oh, uh, one with the crab and yeah, the, and the, 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 you know, the I dice. don't know the name, but, but yeah, the, that was fun. the gambling game. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. fun for me. It was fun. You drank. Yeah, because you won. I mean, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> but ask Ed, was it really that fun? <laughs> hey, man. I can't help it. Beginner's luck. But, um, but, uh, I think I mean those are those are really fun for me. Those are cool. It's cheaper. It's better. You know, it's like it's it's you know, it's it's not, you know, I mean don't get me wrong though. Some days at the clubs are just you can't miss it. But yeah. I think house parties are becoming more of a a better thing to do in the well, world okay. of I mean but house parties has always been like a California thing. Is that right? I think so. Well I like like Western A Western thing? Yeah, because Western states. Because I, I remember going to New York, they're like, oh, what do you guys do in California? You guys go to house parties and stuff? I was like, what? Oh, you know, this? I mean, New York is a, oh God, New York, New York is another animal too. You got, you got the three club capitals, right? Uh-huh. Of the, I guess the States, right? You've got California, you've got Los Angeles, you've got New York and you uh-huh. have Miami, uh-huh. Uh-huh. right? So Miami, of course, beats out everybody. Uh-huh. I will not lie with that. I mean, the clubs in Miami are they're good. They're good. You have Story. You have Eleven. You know, you've got those big clubs out there that don't close, basically. Uh-huh. You've got people running out of there at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. In L.A., that's the only tough part. And I don't want to say that in a bad way, but it's right. like, in a, or at least in a more degenerate way, it's like, yeah, the club ends at 2. Yeah. Not going to lie. It's kind of early. Right. I'd rather a club end at 4. Yeah. If it ended at 4, I'd be less likely to go to an after party. I would go home. Come on, man. I would go home. <laughs> and it's a bitch to go to an after party sometimes. If it's far, man, yeah. I don't want to do that. I just want to stay right here. So these clubs are open till like 6 a.m. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll set up shop here and we'll be good. That's great. So, I mean, I don't know. California needs to up their game. Yeah. Well, they need to at least change the laws. Exactly. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen, though. It would be tough. Yeah. Yeah. We have some technical difficulties. <laughs> it is our first episode. It is. It is. It's exciting. Yeah. I like it. I'm here for it. And, um, you know. This was pretty good. It. Pretty fun. It was fun. Yeah. Did you like it? It was good? Yeah, it was, that was awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Now we just need Ed here. Definitely. You know, and then shit really will go off the rails. Yo. But, um, yeah, I think it was fun and, you know. We'll come back again next week. See you guys next week. Tune in, guys. Um, 
What, what did people usually say? Like, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe. Hit that button. And uh, yeah, did I say all the right bu- buzzwords? Thanks, guys. All right. See you guys next week. Cool. Fabulous.